Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And I'm Rose. We are back with a brand new episode, and Rose is here, everyone. Yay! <laughs> so, Rose, for those of you astute listeners, mostly in Missouri, who've been listening recently, is my girlfriend, and you know that she's from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And so if you can't understand her, too bad. New Zealand's the one that's next to New Mexico, right, Tess? Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. It's kind of slightly, slightly right of Australia. Yeah, Australia. That's the one that, like, it, people go there for their vacations, and it's got Acapulco, and there's the drug cartels, and, you know, all those That's fun Mexico. Things. You're thinking of Mexico? Oh, no. Why am I thinking of Mexico? Australia's the one that's on fire. That is true. That's so true. Right. Hell. <laughs> Australia is hell, and New Zealand It's is... on the bottom, so, like... New Zealand is slightly right of hell. Okay. So we have Rose here who is slightly right of hell. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me, Matthew. Wow, this episode is off the rails really fast. Um, thanks so much for tuning in with us again, guys. Uh, we are back after a couple weeks hiatus. If you couldn't tell by the fact that our bass box holes are coming out of your ear bits. Shut up, Tess. Let's do the podcast. Yeah, we're going to do the podcast. Yay. Uh, so this week we are on... Season 7, episode 13, Board Games. It's a great one because this episode has a very fun guest star, and we have a very fun guest star. Yay! You're basically the Jeff Goldblum of this podcast. Oh, man. Jeff Goldblum's amazing. Is this like a thank you next cover? No. Okay, so um, <laughs> what's his face? James Corden mm. did a thank you next parody called Thank You Jeff about ah. Jeff Goldblum, and it has been stuck in my head for like a good week. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Jeff Goldblum shows up in this episode of Will and you, Grace. You summoned him. I summoned I'm Jeff very excited. Goldblum. Life finds a way. Indeed. Uh, this episode is called Board Games. It doesn't have anything to do with board games, literally though, which is great because I hate those. <laughs> which I sort of understand. It's a nice way to spend the time. It's not. Not when you live with Matthew. Let's move on. <laughs> Here's the episode description we got for this week. An old classmate, Jeff Goldblum, tries to get revenge on Karen by becoming the president of Walker, Inc. Will and Grace run into Vince and a co-worker while playing hooky from work. Except that's not even an accurate description. Oh, no. Ah, yes. Because Welcome to Hulu. <laughs> because Will and Grace, Will wasn't there. Nope. Nope. Jack was there. Yep. Yeah, so, Rose, as a, a newcomer to our podcast, we do have to tell you that the Hulu descriptions seem to be written by people who haven't seen Will and Grace in a while and are like, oh yeah, that's the one where uh, such and such did this, right? And sometimes they're close. Like, barely close. Sometimes they're, like, way off base. But This one's actually pretty good because it has the plot right, but the character's wrong. Yes. Okay, but surely, I mean, back in the day when you bought, like, a DVD box set, oh, no, there those, would be no, those, descriptions. Those were bad, too. Those were also bad. Back back, Why? back when we first started, this show was not streaming, mm-hmm. and so we relied on the DVD box sets, and mm. those were also inaccurate often. But surely wouldn't no. you just take them from the box rather than someone rewriting them for Hulu? No, 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 no they're no. completely different. It they're seems, completely different. It seems like reinventing the wheel. It is reinventing the wheel, yeah. To run myself over. Wheel and grace. <laughs> Wheel out, and boy. grace. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, all right, so this week we're going to start with our Jeff Goldblum plot, since it is our guest star. Not that Vince isn't a guest star. He's we not, love him to death. He's not a guest star. He is a regular in our hearts. Yeah. 
And he should be a regular in real life. But we can't go back in time. Bobby We've tried. Didn't we see him? His his kid. Yes. Yes, we saw his kid recently on um, the, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. That was exciting for me. You know what's exciting for me? The fact that we are currently recording with my son, Baby Yoda. Yes, we have a beautiful little Baby Yoda that Rose made for Tess. He is beautiful. He's so perfect. He is baby. Maybe we'll take a picture of him and put him on the social media feed. He is yeah. Yoda. And He's... by maybe we'll do that, I mean by the time you hear this episode, you probably know whether or not we've done that or not. Hmm. Time is magic. Time, time is an illusion. Illusion, illusion is time. Uh, All right. Okay. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. So didn't we discuss the fact that he looks worse? He looks a lot worse. It's okay. So this episode, we believe it aired in 2005. Mm-hmm. Somehow Jeff Goldblum looks at least 20 years older, despite the fact that he is l- like less thin and has darker hair. So I didn't go back and look at Jeff Goldblum's career. Because I don't care that much. And you shouldn't. But I do know that this episode would have come in kind of like the literal temporal divide between like Jurassic Park and uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, he's he looks worse. So his role in the plot this week is that he has, first of all, he presents himself as a reporter from Parade, which, which is the whole thing. With the alias Frank Woolley. Frank Woolley. Yeah. His name is really Scott Woolley. This is a confusing fact that befuddles both us and Will Truman, who's like, if you're going to go incognito, you have to change your last name, not your first name. And Scott Woolley is like, that doesn't make any sense. What's wrong with you? Which sets off Will's only point of the plot, which is to have like a recurring gag where he gets Scott's name wrong and or right. Mm -hmm. And Scott doesn't know what he's talking about. Yes, basically. It's very strange. So, basically, Jeff Goldblum has decided that he's going to stage a hostile takeover of Walker Industries because, in high school, Karen beat him for student body president by flashing her entire 10th grade class, is what Mm -hmm. I'm understanding is what happened. I don't mean to be this person, but is this where Ryan Murphy got the idea for the politician? It's like this episode of Will and Grace. (laughs) Like... This 100% feels like something that Ben Platt's character would do. Like, he'd show up 25 to 2,000 years later, really depending on Mm -hmm. what kind of immortal we're going with for Jeff Goldblum and Karen Walker. And it's like, you beat me up for student body president, so now I will take all your money. I mean, admittedly, with the added time factor, it may be that, you know, this may have been 100 or 200 years ago and none of these people had ever seen boobs before. Because Karen was disguised as a boy in an all-male school. Like a Yentl situation. Like a Yentl situation, right. Very plausible. At least as plausible as anything else that's happening. I mean, okay, so I'm not 100% sure about how America works, despite having been here for nearly a month. Mm -hmm. But 10th grade, isn't that, like, quite small? That's like, uh, you're normally 16? You turn 16? Mm Hmm. Hmm. I mean, this is definitely child pornography. It's, unless it's definitely young enough for it to be illegal for Karen to show her boobs to her classmates. Unless it's a Yentl situation, because then you could get married at 13. Mm-hmm. Also, perhaps boobs weren't even invented yet, because Karen might have been a cave person <laughs> taking horse vitamins. Yes, horse vitamins. And so gen- you they had horses. Th- see, this is this is supporting my Yentl theory. Mm-hmm. She just she just wanted to be a rabbi, and they wouldn't <laughs> they wouldn't let her. Papa, can you hear me? I kind of want Megan Mullally to do Yentl now. I bet she could kill it. Oh, she's might so be a little great. old right now. I mean, no, so was Barbara Streisand. Good point. 
Each has no meaning. Let me make Molly do anything she wants. Um, she's so great in like Emma Frankenstein. Mm. Mm. One time, Matthew and I saw her and Nick Offerman do a live show together, and it was life changing. It was so life changing. They sang this song that was supposedly their wedding vows. That was somehow about cats that do murder, and we have tried to find this fucking song on the internet so many times, and we can't find it. We also can't remember how it goes, but we know that the words were meow 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 cats that do murder. Man, that's the whole thing. It was very beautiful. It was before we started this podcast, actually. That's amazing. Um, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. It's Jeff just, Goldblum. It's just the plot that doesn't really go anywhere, unfortunately. I yeah. Mean, obviously, he's successful because he has five hundred million dollars and male rage and five hundred million years to prepare for this. He has a hundred reasons, none of which are Karen's boobs, but Karen's boobs are less compelling to a boardroom than they were to a bunch of 10th graders mm-hmm. 300 years ago. It you does think? appear that Jeff Goldblum has 99 problems and a bitch is one. Oh, that was bad. Oh, boy. I, I'm really glad that I got to make that joke. Tess, you're about to be evicted from the podcast. Do not evict <laughs> me. I started this thing. This was my idea. This is like the Facebook movie, the social network. Does that mean I'm Andrew Garfield? It does. Yes! Yeah, I'd much rather be Andrew Garfield than... um. What's his bitch? Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, that guy. The poor man's Michael Sarah. The poor man's Michael Sarah. Poor Michael Sarah. He doesn't deserve that. Neither does Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> you know who really doesn't deserve that? Jeff Goldblum. So true. He's yeah. not in that movie though. He's not in that movie. But so here's Jeff the Goldblum's thing. Goldblum's amazing. No, he's 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 just so so. I don't really get the internet really obsession. It's become a big thing at the moment. Like I don't get it. I don't understand. Do you remember when he played Rachel Berry's dad? Oh, yeah. That was, I think, okay, now that you said that, I think that was the start of the Goldblumissance. The Goldblumissance? Like, all of Jeff Goldblum's current roles can be tracked back to him appearing as one of Rachel Berry's dads on Glee. Despite the fact that in the pilot episode of Glee... Totally different people. Totally different people. Totally different people, and one of whom is black. Oh, one of the actors who plays one of Rachel Berry's dads is half black. He just is very Mm light-skinned. Mm-hmm. It's yes. obviously not Jeff Goldblum, it's whoever the other guy is. Right. But I think if you track it back that far, it goes from that to, like, Thor Ragnarok. And then, like, somewhere in there, they reboot the Jurassic Park movies. Is he in the reboots of those movies? He is. Huh. Jeff Goldblum finds a way. That's horrifying. Yeah. Also, he got, like, married to someone and had his first, like, lot of children in 2015 and 2017. Mm-hmm. So he's got, like, toddlers. He's, he's got toddlers, and he's 67. That's awful. That's horrifying. I never want to be 67 with a toddler. Mm-hmm. I never want to be 67. Oh, mood. High five. I just want to skip it. Wow. I'll be 68. That's fine. Let's be 69 twice. Hot. <laughs> we just broke Matthew. Yeah, it happens. Um, but, okay, so let's get to the end of this plot line. Basically, Jeff Goldblum is a very successful business person and clearly seems like he's going to be able to take over Walker Industries. But then Karen pulls out her trump card? Ooh. I think when it's Karen Walker, it's always a trump card. Yes. Anywho. I, I, I love this because it does seem like Karen has no idea what's going on and is, like, about to, like, completely lose her company this whole episode. And then she straight up blackmails the entire board. Yep. Under oh, the guise. She, she pulls it off so beautifully. Yes, it seems like she's doing it on accident at first. Like, she's just sort of, like, thanking them for their years of service and how close they've and been. And family. 
Then yeah. she's revealing, you know, so-and-so's cocaine addiction. Mm-hmm. I, know, and like, I was there for the birth of your cocaine habit. Like, that's such a great... An eight-year cocaine habit, which is frankly How impressive. does he still have a nose? I mean, cocaine, like, went out of fashion at some point in that eight years. Like, he, he was fine being gauche. Yeah. Because of <laughs> Because of the habits. coke. <laughs> one of the lesser-known side effects of cocaine is that you don't care if you're gauche. <laughs> that's so true. It's one of the reasons I thought about jumping on the cocaine train. Cocaine train. Not important. Here's the other thing. Um, it's really beautiful, and then Jeff Goldblum is very upset, and then he swears to Karen that the next time he she sees him, she will fear him, and then he immediately comes back being like, "Do I have my keys in here?" Which is me in all situations. Yeah. Every time I try and be intimidating, I have immediately forgotten my keys. And undercut yourself. Yep. Very embarrassing. It's terrible. You're really scary. Right. The other funny thing about this is that he actually is apparently coming back. Yes, he has two more episodes this season. Yeah. In a couple of episodes. Mm. Which is weird because, like, it does feel like this episode wraps up his plotline so well that I'm curious to see what Will and Grace is going to actually do with him in the future. Maybe Will will actually get to do something other than stand around being like, the jokes you're making about your name are so close to being right. It's a weird episode for him. Doesn't he call himself at one point Scotty Mammoth? Yes, yes, and his last name's Wooly. And Will is just like, don't you mean Wooly? You know, never mind. <laughs> poor Will. Poor Will, indeed. <sighs> Speaking of poor Will, let's talk about poor Will's boyfriend. Yeah. So the B-plot, frankly, the B-plot really belongs to Vince, this episode. Mm. It doesn't belong to Karen. Nope. It doesn't belong to Grace and Jack, who are allegedly the B-plot characters. That is the thing that's very interesting about this episode, is that all of our main cast aren't, like, really doing much. Mm-hmm. Like, Karen's the closest to having her own plot, but it's mostly just Jeff Goldblum vamping. Mm -hmm. And then we have this other plot, which is mostly Vince. Um, So we begin the episode where Vince is talking about his therapist. He has a therapist again! Yay! Yay! I must say, I'm very proud of Vince for either finding a new therapist or resuming work with his old therapist, whatever the case may be. Because clearly the holidays did not go well for him. They did not. Uh, If you don't remember, Rose, his sister came out as gay, and by which I mean Will outed her. Um, Will! Yes. He was under a lot of stress. He was under a lot of stress. So, um... Dick move. It was a dick move. Or possibly pussy move, in this case. (laughs) I make pussy moves. <laughs> Please don't say that again. Do you guys remember how my uncle thinks that Cardi B's okay is like with a T at the end? Oh. <laughs> In every text. Every text. He puts a T at the end. That's so good. Your uncle is so I've special. tried to correct him several times. Bless you tried heart. to correct him? Nope. Go home. <laughs> Can any of you actually do that noise? No. No. I'm very white. I'm so white. I'm a mayonnaise monster. I am way more mayonnaise than either of you assholes, so <laughs> fuck off. Anyways, so Vince is having a plot this week in which um, he tells Grace and Jack that he can't join them for a midday, middle-of-the-week movie, which no real explanation as to why Grace is able to do this, but Jack at least has an excuse. Doesn't which... Grace own her own business? Yes, but she's never actually working. I guess when you own your business, you can just take sick days to go watch movies whenever you want. It's not a good idea, but it is an idea. It's it's an idea. It's a bad one. Uh, Jack mm. has the day off because there is a bomb scare, and by bomb scare, <laughs> we mean that he is given the day off to make sure that um, Jude Law's new movie doesn't bomb. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we took some bets as to what Jude Law movie they could be talking about. Um, our, our thoughts were closer or... Or Alfie. 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 But there is also the possibility of Sky Captain and The World of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. all of which were 2004 movies for Jude Law. He had a weird 2004. Yeah, and like just like bomb after bomb. They mm. all bombed, so mm. they really did need that bomb scare, especially because then Jack and, and Grace go see Spanglish. I'm just imagining that like Will and Grace writer's room when they're like, who's had a bomb this year? And everyone was like, Jude Law. But then everyone was talking about a different Jude Law movie. Oh, and then absolutely. everyone like, had a good laugh and was like, oh, that's sad. I know him. <laughs> Matthew looked genuinely moved to <laughs> tears there for a moment. Okay, but real talk, Closer is just terrible. I've never seen it, but there's a lot of emo songs about it. Mm-hmm. And so I feel as if I've seen it. And that's good enough. Yeah. Honestly, I, I genuinely, I'm, I don't tend to just turn films off. But I did. I turned off Nacho Libre halfway through. Really? Why did you start Nacho Libre? I was young. Oh, man. No, actually, the thing about Closer, heli- my helicopter ex um, took his mum to go see it. Isn't there, like, a lot, a of, lot sex? of sex in that movie? Yes. Oh, no. Oh, yes. dear. Oh, my. Oh, my, indeed. Oh, my. So, back to Vince. They went to see Spanglish instead. They went and saw Spanglish. Good film. But on their... It's a good film. I've never seen it, but I do remember in high school we had a whole conversation about the laser penis, but we can talk about that later. Well, as you know from this episode, Paz Vega is Spanish for Ashley Judd, (laughs) which is an extremely deep cut uh, 2K burn. Beautiful. So on our way to the movies, uh, Jack and Grace stop at a grocery store so that Grace can buy something, quote, sticky to spill on the seat in front of her so no one will sit there, which is honestly brilliant, and I may have to steal that. I can't go to the movies with you ever again. I just really hate it when tall people sit in front of me. There should be a tall tax. Babe, everyone is taller than you. I need a booster seat. (laughs) I'm taller than you. Okay, so let's move on. (laughs) While they're at the grocery store, they see Vince, and there is a man who is like looking like he's kind of feeling Vince up. Mm-hmm. And so... Hand all the way down the pants. Yes. Which is kind of weird. Which is very weird. We learn as the audience that Vince is actually working at this grocery store. Because he lost his job as a cop. He lost <gasps> his job as a cop. He finally got fired from a job he was not even a little qualified for. And here's the reason he got fired, which is just the most Vince thing ever. His partner accidentally shot a cashier during a robbery because Vince was at the back of the department store trying on gloves. And this was like his seventh. seventh? I wrote it down. It was his seventh glove-related citation. <laughs> Which, out of 63 citations. That's yeah. too many glove-related citations. That's too many regular citations. <laughs> Why did he let this man have a gun? They didn't for a while, if you remember. Yes, they did take it away because he kept leaving it places. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, today that wouldn't be a problem, though, because you guys don't have gun laws. They didn't have gun laws back yeah, then no. either. Objectively, we had less gun laws back then. Now there are like two. Sometimes. I mean, they don't usually apply to cops, though. So. Yeah, cops get a free pass. They can just gun whenever they want a gun. Yep. Your, your country's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And yet you came to visit. Well, it's statistically amazing that you haven't been involved in a gun-related incident since you got this. I know, right? That's basically my mom was like, cool, so you're going to get murdered. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to just real quick shoot you on your way out just so your mom <laughs> can be right? Like, just like a graze. Just like a nice bullet grave. I mean, you live in an urban environment. You've probably walked past like four guns in the last four weeks. Probably. At least. Someone definitely got shot a couple of blocks away recently. Yeah, I mean, and there's got to be a gun store somewhere we've gone. There's definitely one on my way to work because there's mm. a big bu- billboard for it. 
That's horrifying. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be allowed to have billboards. For guns? I know. You should just have to Google it. Like it's already sh- so easy. Like, the shameful thing it is, you should have to Google it like porn. We Do you guys have billboards for sex stores? Yeah. No. Not often. Not around here. Uh, like, I mean, if it's a billboard for a sex store, it's normally just, like, the name of the sex store and then, like, adult store or whatever. Right. Um, but there are often billboards for strip clubs. Uh-huh. There's a really good General billboard clubs. back home, and it just says, it's, like, for, like, a place where you buy sex toys online. Mm. And it's, like, sorry, I couldn't make it. I'm a little tied up right now. And then it's, like, <laughs> sexgear.co.nz. Okay. That is yeah. great. That is amazing. Yeah. God bless. Billboard. That is way better than gun billboards. There should just be less billboards. Are they just t- guns, guns, guns? That's how you sell guns in America? Just go, guns. There is normally a target on them. And yeah. then something like, we buy guns! We <laughs> sell guns! Can guns, you, guns, guns! Can you buy guns at Target? No. no. But you can buy them at Walmart. So I, I know. Walmart backed off on that. No, you can't buy an AR-15 at Walmart anymore. Oh. You can still buy a gun. Okay. Do you reckon I could buy a gun before I leave? I would recommend it. Also, <laughs> I think Pennsylvania might require you to get a permit, but I don't know. That seems silly. Not important. You can just drive into one of the other adjacent states and carry your gun over state lines. Vince got fired. <laughs> Vince got fired. He no longer has a gun, but he does have a price gun. He yes. does have a price gun. And really, we're not any safer. I mean, <laughs> based on the way he handled his last gun, I think we're all still very in danger. We're all still very discounted. I mean, he's ready to use it on any shoplifters, <laughs> which is something that... That Grace and Jack are kind of like, were you going to use your regular gun on the shoplifter? He's like, I would have had the option. Um, but here's my concern, and this is the thing. So so Vince has not told Will about his firing and subsequent hiring as a grocery clerk with Which half an eyelid. Actually, mm. big drama, frankly. That is big drama, especially because Vince desperately needs a lawyer because he's actively being sexually harassed at this job. Every time they see him interact with his boss, his boss is like touching him inappropriately, which is why they think he's having an affair. It's not great, Bob. He, like, has his hands on Vince's pants. He's touching his hair at one point. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. Yeah, like, the show kind of passed that off as, like, oh, well, it's his boss, and he's making sure that Vince is, like, ready for work. And it's like, no, like, you can't just put your hand down someone's pants. This is America, not the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been to the Netherlands? Deep? No, and I'm American, so I'm allowed to have opinions on places <laughs> I've never been. Sick Netherlands burn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I also did appreciate, though, while in the Me Too era, it is very problematic as a joke, I did appreciate Jack explaining that having your hand and gently cupping another man's crotch in gay culture is sort of like shalom. It means hello, goodbye, and peace. But touching the hair, they definitely fucked. That's definitely third date fuck material. And I'm not gonna lie, I've been to enough gay bars, that's still accurate. Yep, Mm mm-hmm. I've seen balls in a gay bar. Mm-hmm. Like, on the first time I've interacted with someone. But I don't think anyone has ever touched me in, touched my hair in a gay bar unless I have fucked them or they want to fuck me. I have had my hair touched in a gay bar. Was it by Mitch? Yes. <laughs> it was admittedly by a gay boy I was actively making out with. So. Did he think that you were a gay boy? No, I just think he was bisexual and confused and didn't really know how to deal with all that. Oh, well, bisexuals aren't real. Yeah, we're actually mm-hmm. not real. I'm I imaginary. That makes the podcast really crazy. Guys, did you know I'm just doing all these voices? <laughs> Matthew is actually a voice actor. It's, uh, it's been a long-running joke for a long time that Matthew is a voice actor, and he's so good he can throw his voice and talk over himself. It takes a long time to make this podcast, guys. Editing is movie magic. <laughs> Honestly, and he's just really nailing this accent. This is just like a really long audition to work for like Disney animation. 
And they still don't call you back. No, I think it's because I keep saying fuck. Fuck! 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 He just said it four times. Not in front of the baby. Don't swear in front of Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is also imaginary. Also bisexual. Is Baby Yoda... Baby Yoda. Nope. Baby Yoda! (laughs) Fun fact. I used to have a job writing puns for a living. Oh, God. So, this plotline is a lot thinner than the Jeff Goldblum one, which is saying something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really wraps up with uh, Jack and Grace finally confronting Vince, and Vince being like, no, you idiots, I work here, because I got fired. Mm-hmm. And then, what does he even say to his boss? His boss says something to him, and Vince just, like, goes off. He tells him that he needs to, like, go get a mop and meet him on aisle five to clean something up. Which turns Jack on amazingly, because he talks about getting his ass into aisle five. Yep. And mm-hmm. then... Uh, Vince kind of like I think has had enough of his boss who is objectively horrible mm-hmm. and kind of like tells him if you like talk to me like that again one more time you little bitch I'm gonna pop your head off or something and he's like well cool you're fired yeah and it's like you know fair yeah. <laughs> like, like I get where you're at Vince but like objectively you can't say that to another human being you can't really say that to your boss and not get fired he kind of has that cop impunity happening yeah he forgets mm-hmm. that there are consequences to his actions mm-hmm. Very, very men of him. It's a very dark world he's entered into. A world of consequences. Not that many. Just Still some. a white man, but, but Possibly some. Possibly two. Possibly, Possibly two. two. Although, I mean, I do think that this, like, in terms of the greater narrative of the series, that this is, like, setting up for some kind of conflict. Well, and that's the funny thing, is that I assumed that the conflict was going to come this episode, mm. and it never did. Mm-hmm. It felt weird that it didn't. Uh-huh. It wasn't, like, a to-be-continued. It was, no. like, a very, like... Jack and Grace were talking to Vince. They were like, you gotta tell Will. And Vince was like, you're right, I know. And then they cut over to Jeff Goldblum and Will, and we never got Vince again. Yeah, it's very strange because Will and Grace is doing this hip, cool new thing where, like, their plots go from one episode into another. Wait, so you have to watch both episodes to understand what's going on? Yes. Just be a regular viewer of this TV program that's been on for seven years? Yes. What a weird idea. Concept. I don't get love catch on. Okay, I need to pause. It's been 10 minutes since your timer was supposed to go off. Yeah. I don't want you to burn your thing. <laughs> I also think we're basically done. We're basically done, yeah. And we're actually still under the 30 minute mark, so that's good. Hey! Is this the Mario song? I don't play video games. Wow, that was like a sad, mournful little tune. But quite ends. Oh. Alright, yeah, well, I think that's everything this week. Yeah, this was like a weirdly like a very packed episode and yet a very sparse episode at the same mm. time. Much like this episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Gloves. They did admittedly sound like they would go with everything. (laughs) I mean, I can understand having seven or eight glove-related citations. You know, I mean, if you're in department stores all the time stopping shoplifters and you see a great pair of gloves, you're like, well... Is now a good time for me to tell everyone that Matthew is still a little bit of an emo piece of shit and he still wears fingerless gloves, like, a lot of the time? I super do. (gasps) They go to homo gloves. They go with everything. Did you say homo gloves? (laughs) I said hobo gloves. Hey, no homo glove. No homo glove. <laughs> and we're done. 
Those should not be fingerless, though. Those have got to have the finger <laughs> all the way around. <laughs> now I'm just imagining some people who are, like, wearing fingerless gloves, but also finger cots. Do you what? not know what a finger cot is? What are you talking about? It's like about? a tiny finger condom for <laughs> I've never play. heard of that. A uh, finger cot? Yeah, it's a finger cot. It sounds like it's a little bed that you put your finger on. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's actually like a little Goodnight. finger condom. Why wouldn't you just call it a finger condom? Because it's a finger cot. It actually has like some actual medical purpose, but... No. Okay. You can also use it to stick your finger in someone's asshole. Seems like it would just be easier to just... Put in Stick your finger yeah. in someone's asshole? Yeah, right. Or, or just lick it. it. Or just lick it. Just good point, Rose. <laughs> You must lick it. You must lick it. Lick it No, good. that's a lick different it. thing. <laughs> Ribbing! Wow. And this is why Disney won't hire you. All right. Tess, why don't you tell everyone where they can find us on the internet if they want to add some letters of recommendation to my Disney application. All right. Dear Disney, if you'd like to find us on the internet, and remember, we are only one person, uh, you can find us on Twitter. Our main social media is at notacoupleshow. Um, but you can also find us on Facebook and on Tumblr. We have an email address, which is notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. And if you're listening to this episode, you probably live in Missouri and you want to tell your other Missourian friends about where you can find it. And here's where that is. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Spotify. Hey. Thanks so much for joining us this week, Rose. We've been delighted to have you. Aww. And your beautiful accent. My beautiful accent. I don't come with um, subtitles. No, there will be no subtitles. That would be really hard to do for a podcast. <laughs> Could you imagine that? There will be blood, but there won't be any subtitles. Wow, okay, so I'm getting super murdered. Nice to meet you. <laughs> we said we were going to shoot you. We were very explicit about that. I mean, like, it's just America. This is America. You're getting shot. <sighs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening this week. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And I'm Rose. And this is Ben, not a couple. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cast. Hi, Eliza. Say hello to Rose. This episode of Not a Couple is sponsored by 2004-era Jude Law. Poor Jude Law. We're so sorry. We're just so sorry, man. 